0: Made up of residents from a variety of diverse backgrounds, cultures, and religions, our goal is to create a school district that celebrates diversity and tolerance across all spectrums. The Robbinsville Board of Education and Administration does not condone negative statements or actions focused on any group, nationality, race, and/or religion. By continually working to achieve these goals, we can foster a more open, strong and resilience group culture that will help make Robbinsville a better place to live, learn, and raise a family. Thank you. Um, now I will return it over to Kim, Dr. Tu. Sure.
1: Do the logos first? You want to do um, Let's do the logos first. So I'm going
2: to just turn this on. so Good evening, everyone. Um, we packed house tonight. <laughs> and we have a lot of student achievements, so we're happy to see so many of you. So
3: I just want to erase that hand for you, too. <laughs> 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 you like the hand and the back. Yeah, all yeah,
4: right. <laughs>
1: yeah, because you can't see me. There we go. Yeah, Ooh. Oh, um, so, good evening everyone. Um, as you know, all last year, um, community members, uh, staff members, and administration came together um, to really collect data to develop a strategic, a, a three-year strategic plan for uh, Robbinsville School District. Um, we uh, did a survey and we got seven hundred and eighty-seven responses. Uh, we did focus groups of parents, we did focus groups of staff members, and we did focus groups of, of teachers to really uh, come up with three overarching priorities that we want to uh, focus our attention on in the next few years. Um, so, uh, one of them, of course, is to continue to create opportunities for our students uh, to thrive. And we know that we do really well with certain opportunities for certain <coughs> students, but we might be Um, missing some um, some opportunities that we could create for other students so that was one piece certainly um, a big theme uh, throughout all of the focus groups and surveys was the idea of the increased stress in our lives Um, and that went to staff parents and students everyone talked about stress and so really addressing the mental health uh, uh, of our of our students Uh, and our staff and our community was critically important and then the third is with all of this said we really want to find that balance with fiscal responsibility as we uh, plan for the future and so to just honor uh, the struggling families that are in our district Um, part of that uh, we developed some uh, mini themes that grew out of each and one of those uh, for the creating opportunities really talked about we need to activate our student voice more Um, so we love um, when they contribute uh, and they have wonderful ideas and they can be the change uh, that we need in Robbinsville so uh, once we developed our mission and vision we decided to activate student voices and community voices by asking everyone to submit ideas for a logo contest if you notice don't have that R anymore, Um, somebody else took it uh, before we did and we wanted to brand uh, our own Robinsville (coughs) and all of the things we are most proud of Uh, and one of the things that kept coming back is the development of those um, Robinsville ready skills that we continue to promote throughout. So we had a contest and uh, we are so excited because we have the three top winners And we're going to introduce them, um, thank them, and also um, maybe they could, without putting them on the spot too much, they could just talk about their thinking around the design. Now what's really cool, and we did not do this intentionally because nobody had any names, is it happens to be three students from the three schools. Um, So that is, that's really something to celebrate. And this became a family affair too as well. Um, because we got families together involved in submitting designs, so we're really excited about this So we're going from third to second to first because that seems more exciting <laughs> um, And so um, I'd like to call up um, our, our third place winner a third grade student from Sharon School a chute Sesh Chardri and his family. So, would you please come up now? I have to tell you, this family submitted, I think, three designs. Yeah. This was. This was. Um. This is the designer here, and this is his design, and. I mean, I just, I love it. And if you can see, he's tried to really encompass all of our mission and vision of the Ramsville Ready. Did you just want to highlight something that you think is really cool?
4: Uh, Yeah. Um, So like the total thing, um, there's like a a amazing looking
5: Yeah. He picked all the uh, school uh, mascots. Yes. He wanted to put it there. And then we picked every word of the mission statement and tried to think. What could be a, a relative uh, picture we could use, and then he wanted a bird as the logo because his his Sharon school is a bird logo, so he said let's do that, uh, and that's what we decided. And that's this.
1: what he that And I love the little graduation cap. I don't know why I love that. That's like one of my favorite things. But if yes, you can see that he's you've really encompassed all of our vision and what we believe is most important. So uh, we do have a. Gift certificate for you. Yeah. And um, Mrs. Lutier, you want to come up and um, yes, um give that, that to your family?
6: You're welcome. Yeah, you take it. You're welcome. Congratulations. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you did. I'm so proud <laughs> And you had a design too. Everyone had a design in this family. Okay. Thank
6: you. Thank you. Okay. All right.
1: So, um, so our second place winner um, is from Robbinsville High School. And um, you can see if Katherine if Nitty and her family can come up, um, that would be great. Love because obviously you've lifted the pillars of who we are and really made them so strong um, and pronounced. Um, and so we we love this design and it's very clean. And um, so I don't know if you just wanted to talk about your inspiration a little or what what you thought up about?
2: I mean, when I was thinking of ideas for this, I thought of the one thing I see every day when I walk into Robbinsville High School, which is the front of the building. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so here you go. So, yeah. And I love the clean lines. And congratulations, I know, Miss um, Avery, do you, uh, we have the gift certificate.
7: Because okay. this wasn't a family affair because we can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I just want to embarrass you, but step aside mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for coming back. Um, so this uh, design, um, now this design we're going to tweak a little um, to make sure that um, universities in New Brunswick don't get mad at uh, I said more. Uh, and and we're, I think we're going to shift things around, but this is Alex Scott. And um, Alex, come on up, and her, and her parents. Um, and not only are we activating voices, but we're activating community members I am so grateful to meet uh, Mr. and Mrs. Scott uh, for lots of reasons. One, you raised a phenomenal daughter. But the other thing is they happen to be graphic artists, which I didn't even know. Um, so guess who's going to help us fix this? And, um, I mean, Alex is taking charge. Uh, remember, Alex is taking charge. But, um, but they are going to help sort of shape it in a way, um, since they have their expertise. So it's wonderful that not only are we tapping the expertise of our students, but we're also engaging our families in this. So Alex, talk a little bit about your inspiration. So
8: I decided to start off with an R. I had a sketchbook full of designs and choices, some of them which didn't include the R and some of them which did. I decided to include the R just to show where we came from, Um, the light to show how we're innovative thinkers, we think, we're creative, we work together as a town, and the books to show just we're a school system. We aren't just a town, we're also schools. So I wanted to include something like that too. Plus it also kind of looks like a pillar.
1: Yeah, I thought was kind yeah, of fun, which is cool. Okay. All right. So, congratulations. Thank, thank you. Alex. Um, thank you. With the, uh, certificate. And I will look forward to working thank with both of you. Yeah. We're working. Thank you. On you. <laughs> no, no I already gave them a deadline, but um, no pressure. Um, So um, I mean, we are so excited about this, and I think this is truly uh, represents who we are—that we are engaging our full community, and that our (laughs) students are at the center here. um, You know, uh, sending us the message of uh, who we are. So, thank you. Oh, I I get to move into the next. Um, I'm going to move right into the. Don't forget, I'm Sam. Oh, oh my gosh, Sam! <laughs> look, and I even have the cookies here. <laughs> Sorry,
4: Sam. Come on up.
1: Oh, great. Well, I oh, oh,
9: there open you
4: out. Out. Yeah,
1: exactly. We'll we'll um, send these over. So, um, I mean, do you? First of all. Um, you know, Sam. She's active member of Girl Scouts, and I just love the empowerment of young women and the fact that they're really pushing them um, to do, um, take on leadership roles and in STEM in particular. And, uh, you know, we have, If you might recognize yep. um, Sam on the Box, and how, how cool is that? Yes. Okay, that is so exciting. <laughs> so, Sam, I know you, you want to talk a little bit about your initiative?
2: Yeah, so I'm a media girl for Girl Scouts, which means I represent them on all of their social media platforms, in the radio, on TV, pretty much anything they need me to do for them. And I was invited to take a photo, and they didn't tell me what it was for. And once I finally got there <laughs> and took the photo, I didn't really hear back until about two years later. So this was taken um, the summer after my sophomore year. And I found out this summer that it was for the boxes. And the selection process was based off of the impact that I had made in Girl Scouts. So getting involved in STEM, but also public speaking and teaching programs and things like that. So. That's why they decided to put me on the back of all the boxes across the country. Yes.
10: <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> spread the boxes around here. social media.
2: Congratulations. Thank
6: you. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. to know, <laughs> you.
8: Thank like, you. <laughs> Thank like,
11: oh, you. Thank you. you
6: i
12: to <laughs> 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 Oh,
11: you got that uh, green. Green. You oh. right yeah. I
0: don't Everyone. Also we wanna congratulate two newest Eagle Scouts, Andy Newman and Daniel Marikis, who received their service awards from Mayor David Dave Reed in the town council last Thursday. They will be here next month and we will celebrate their great achievement and hear about their journey into that because that's an easy thing as well. So just want to recognize. And now the superintendent reports, Dr. Boston. Okay. Um hello again. Um, so um
1: one of the things that we talk about every um January is school board recognition month um, and so we have a resolution that I will not read out loud but I do want to just talk about um, these nine um, dedicated um, community members pa- and parents uh, who um, really give tirelessly um, as elected officials um, but it is still a volunteer position. Um, so. Uh, What is really important is we have these nine members coming together who bring multiple perspectives, multiple expertise um, to help guide us in our work and we really are are truly grateful um, for their service. Um, A recent survey conducted by the National School Boards Association talk about that board members spend between 11 and 50 hours a month on board-related duties. Um, And that includes, there's a lot to read, there's a lot of reading to do. Uh, They're actively engaged in a variety of committees, including policy, curriculum, facilities, personnel, community relations, security, negotiations. uh, And, um, you know, so they give um, hours of service. They sit in front of you once a month and listen and conduct business. And I can tell you that each of our board members devotes, uh, is really committed to um, serving our students and our community. And personally, it's just a privilege and honor to work with each one of you. So congratulations.
13: Pervert, what
14: was that? You, should, you can clap for yourselves. Why not? I'm going to clap for you. I'm going to clap for you. can I say something here? Kathy, can I say something? Kathy, can say something? You know, Please. As the uh, second longest member on the board, I think, You know, we have a truly dedicated group of people who spend, as you say, an inordinate amount of time um, trying to do the right thing. We always don't agree. Um, we have disagreements. It's hard. Many of us are parents. Sometimes you know, we try to manage those differences, but I, I can honestly say this is a truly dedicated group. I'm proud to work with all of you. We bring a diverse, a diverse variety of opinions to the board, but I think collectively we, do, we have one thing in mind, which is to treat our students well, make sure they're getting a great education and to prepare them for their future. So I'm enormously proud of all that we do, all that okay.
12: they do. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Me too.
1: Yes. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> um, So um, it's that time of year again, too, where uh, I just give a quick update um, uh, for uh, where we are with uh, the goals for the year, so I'm just going to go over them and, and do some overarching highlights of what's going on, uh, and then uh, we'll, I, I will do another presentation to sort of show the data and the evidence at the end of the year, but I just want to highlight where we are. So we have three overarching goals, which again, are driven uh, by our strategic plan. So the first one is to maintain a strong academic culture. And this year, one of our goals we wanted to target was the English language arts curriculum, and we wanted to target it for fourth grade in the areas of reading and writing and technical areas. Uh, We find that our students have a passion uh, for reading and writing, Uh, uh, but also need um, to to work on technical, the technical area of writing. They're very good with creative writing, they love uh, reading novels, but uh, we know that a lot of our adult lives are spent on uh, informational and um, technical writing, as well as reading informational text, and so uh, we have a team of people working um, to uh, track our progress with this. Um, Dana Wilson, um, is a fourth grade teacher, but she is also, uh, enrolled in the New Jersey Excel program for Educational Leadership, so she has taken on, uh, the role as she serves in her internship of leading team leaders to, uh, review, so you can see the different kinds of, um, uh, data that we review. And in this case, the NJSLA is really that statewide assessment, um, you know, formerly known as... Park Um, and um, the first thing that she did is she worked with the teachers to review um, and analyze and break down the strengths and the weaknesses Um, and then they're going to set target goals. Uh, We have a to K-5 balanced literacy, the PLC is really called a professional learning community. Um, That is led by Stacy Camarano uh, who is uh, uh, one of our literacy coaches and ESL teachers. And Sarah Moore, our brand new uh, K-8 to Reading Specialist, Uh, and they are leading um, those monthly meetings and they look uh, at student work and problems of practice to really strengthen the fidelity of the curriculum. Uh, We also have contracted a literary consultant and she has worked with um, different grade levels um, to guide them. Uh there's also a bi-monthly meeting for the writing continuums and we look at different kinds of informational narrative and opinion. Writing pathways training uh, took place in November and February. And um, we also, if you know, do the map assessment, which gives us immediate feedback and data, and it's easy to quickly target information in the EL categories, ELA categories. So that's just a really quick overview um, and we'll give you some statistics at the end. Uh, Second objective for maintaining um, academic um, strength and skills is we've been focusing on Robbinsville-Ready. We're in our seventh year. Uh, We started with doing research, of course, uh, with our community and our staff and our students to talk about what what that might look like. We've identified six competencies from that, and this year we're asking teachers to create, um, th- they create student growth objectives every year, and we have asked every teacher to create a student growth objective around one of the Robbinsville Ready competencies. <coughs> so it could be collaboration, effective communicator, um, self-directed learner, informed citizen, and what they'll do is they will, um, you know, have an assessment, and they'll um, they'll have a pre-assessment and a post-assessment. Um, to really guide how students are improving in those skill areas. Uh, A quick example is the fourth grade um, research project um, that they do where they uh, come up with a a challenging problem, environmental problem perhaps, and um, they have to propose a solution, and they have to present it to a panel of adults, um, outside adults from the community. So that would be an example. Um, The next one Ensuring equitable access for all students by actively researching our, uh, our policies and practices in- involving that. So really we know that it, you know, it takes a village So we're all working together learning. Um, last year uh, the leadership team uh, was part of an equity council uh, with Dr. Eddie Ferguson from Temple University who helped us begin to look at our own data and identify the disproportionality that exists uh, between, um, it it could be between gender, it could be between ethnicity, uh, and and then we have to create a plan for that. Um, If you know this year, at each board meeting, we've been sharing our equity work in different ways. So we shared it through our student achievement data, we shared it through our discipline data, We shared it through our uh, participation in extracurricular activity, uh, AP, let's see, and we're coming up to... We did, we're doing extracurricular activity in February, Um, we did enrollment and gifted honors. Enrollment, yeah, (laughs) gifted in AP. Um, We also, um, with our staff, uh, uh, we have an upcoming professional development in February with Dr. uh, Tyrone Howard, who will be talking about equity. And so we're all learning this together. And we had our first community conversations, which we will continue to have with our community. We had 24 amazing people show up and tell their own stories. And it was quite (coughs) moving, actually. And it's really the first step in understanding equity, too, is to understand who we are and where we come from. Uh, So we'll continue that work. Uh, Our second overarching goal is the healthy school culture. Uh, promote a safe and inclusive culture for all students. Um, I'm going to just highlight um, just three big things because I also have to give you the HIV report this month, so I'm going to try to move through quickly. Um, But one of the highlights of each school, so I've just kind of highlighted, we're continuing to do responsive classroom at the elementary school. Every classroom begins the morning with morning meeting. Uh, and also works through that um, positive language with our students. Um, I know Nicole Boutier has done a great job, because we have a lot of new staff who really need to be trained uh, in um, a responsive classroom. And also, we all need some refresher training, and so she's really worked hard to do that with the staff this year, so we really appreciate that. Uh, character Strong is in its first-year implementation at Pond Road Middle School. It's character education where they have pillars of character and uh, each grade level uh, during advisory, each, each classroom, each teacher uh, guides um, students in that um, character work. It's going will be a theme, a uh, responsibility, a hero. And that just really uh, jump-starts a conversation into deeper understanding. Of what it means to be an upstanding citizen Uh, and then at the high school positive education initiative seventh year um, uh, they are we have monthly uh, lessons that are infused in every single class now and um, I know that you know Maya has referenced that a couple times here uh, at board meetings and um, you know hopefully it's that you internalize um, you know, those uh, skills that you learn and carry with you. And then this year we really did, uh, and this is a part of it, this is our responsiveness, this is our preventative, and our responsiveness is we really updated and strengthened our HIV protocols. Um, activating student voice, one way it could be the logo contest. Um, the, uh, we know that we have the alumni spotlight uh, that we still highlight. Um, Robbinsville they're very actively listening to the executive council and members of clubs and clubs advisors to give feedback Um, this year if you recall we had scoring points for kids which was an initiative led by one of our um, seniors at Robbinsville high school and raised over $5,000 for attitudes in reverse Uh, and then Teen pep is a strong leadership program these are just highlights um, Pond, uh, they've done student surveys for, to get feedback for Character Strong, student surveys um, for the security procedures that they have. Um, they've initiated a student voice group this uh, year with um, students from grade six and seven who come together to really talk about how do we make Pond a better place. And I sat in on a focus group for, uh, to get feedback to Aramark for the new food service. Uh, there at And um, we didn't get samples, though, did we? Yeah. Uh, Sharon School, um, they're activating voices with their student council leaders, and they're also running student focus groups um, on things like um, Aramark and Food Service. Okay. Uh, then our third, if you remember our third, which was, um, oh wait, this is still part of the uh, healthy facilities. Uh, if we talk about a healthy environment, we have to talk about our healthy facilities, which means to take care of them. So we've dedicated funds in this year's budget to repair many needed uh, maintenance projects, including HVAC units at Pond, uh, Sharon School Roof. Um, The security and FFT, so FFT is Finance, Facilities, and Transportation, have worked together collaboratively, um, and we are finally going to get that concrete project. Uh, both at Sharon and at the high school and the installation of bollards, uh, and that would be the security piece. And the tech and facility teams are looking at those additional catalysts. So our fiscal practices. Um, so one of the things uh, that's really important is to um, really leverage our capital and maintenance reserve to, to address some of the long-term projects that were needed. Our district architects um, are, are in, uh, this is their first year with us. In the process, they're almost done conducting a comprehensive facilities audit. From there, what they will do is that will be used to develop a long-range facilities plan. We do have one, but we needed it updated and overhauled, and then a preventative maintenance plan. And certainly, we've committed funds for capital maintenance projects to keep our buildings safe and healthy. Uh, Evaluate alternative revenue sources. These are the things we're currently doing. Um, There is nothing new at this moment. We've been trying for a billboard. (laughs) um, um, uh, But we also welcome any other ideas um, about how uh, uh, alternative and sustainable uh, (coughs) revenue sources that, that might help us. But these are the ones that we currently have. And then, certainly, um, controlling the future tax impact, uh, we definitely have year-round discussions now with the administration and board regarding priorities to keep us on track. Multi-year plans have been developed for curriculum, so we have a five-year curriculum plan, uh, staffing plan, and building capacity. Uh, Currently we are developing a long-range facilities plan, and I would probably recommend very soon, we take a look at maybe another demographic study um, because I think it's going to be time again mm-hmm. then to use that. Aside. That's about five years old, and so that's a quick. Hopefully, it's not too, you know too long. Quick update. Comments? Okay. Questions? Questions? Sure. Discussion? No,
15: discussion? Okay. Discussion?
0: Yeah. yeah. Good. No discussion? Comments? Okay, Thank you. Can you go first. Okay.
15: So just a couple of things. One, I want to say. Um, as somebody who has worked inside of many companies to try to change culture, um, we should be really proud of Robbinsville Ready skills and the amount of progress we have made. I, I keep sharing with Kathy just glimpses I see of students advocating for themselves, of uh, fourth graders just shining. I never thought I would see the presentations I saw. From Lisa and I were in the same group. We were like our, our We had to keep picking our chins up off the floor because they were so impressive, the kids. Um, and so we see the hard work that you all are doing to infuse this. And it sounds like, did you say it, year seven? Year seven. The beginning to... For the it's, South, we did the research you, the first year. It's yeah. right. We did two years of research. So to have implemented and in five years be where we are, I can tell you most corporations cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So it's something to be really proud of. So I wanted to mention that. And then um, uh, two other things: facilities. Um, uh, you know, we've we've got new staff. I think they're doing a great job. Uh, we have a new architect. I think the partnership is really strong. And um, I'm looking forward to us really getting, you know, yes. picking up the speed a yes, little bit um, with with things. But but I think we're in a, we're in a great space there. And and the only thing I would say we still need to work on is alumni voice. So we're doing a great job involving the current students, but I just believe there's so much we can learn from the alumni <coughs> and. and um, I think we're far enough out from our graduating class that we got some pretty distinguished alumni out there now who are doing some pretty incredible things mm-hmm. in their communities that our kids could be learning from. So I think there's maybe some more we could be doing on the alumni. So.
14: Great, great first half of the year. I think you've done a, a terrific job. Um, I want to concur- agree with Jane what she said about facilities in particular. You know, they've, they've, I think we've come. Um, many leaps in many, many areas over the past couple of years, new staff, new cleaning company. Um, as many of us were at the town council meeting the other, the other night, and the mayor and others were remarking how great the schools look, well-stocked, well-supplied, and I, I congratulate you for, and your team for doing a great job there, because it was certainly badly needed. Um, secondly, I just want to give a shout-out to Craig, because you talked about the uh, culture and diversity night. As you recall, that was his idea.
8: Yes, it was. Uh, community
14: relations, and you, you put it together. but came up with the idea after seeing the first diversity report, and I think it was terrific. Okay, okay thank, you. thank
1: you. Okay. Um, so I'm going to continue. Um, so um, two times a year, we uh, talk about um, you know what we're doing to create a safe and and. Um, a secure culture uh, for, of learning for our students um, as related to our HIP procedures, but also our culture in each building. So I'll quickly uh, highlight again um, some of the updates. Uh, we did overhaul our whole HIV process and procedures. Uh, I think we have a really um, comprehensive and robust process now. Uh, Lots of checks and balances new forms and letters interventions, which are very important and of course the support plans uh, Following Um, so uh, we're really proud of that and we also thank our our board attorneys for helping guide us to in the law part of it You know the (coughs) legal aspect of it and and then we create um, the processes from there Um, Lori Rotundo has done a phenomenal job as new director of uh, guidance and counseling services to take over some of these areas. And so um, she spent a lot of time uh, getting trained and certified herself as, as well as training her staff. So we had quite a few members um, attend the HIV uh, training. Um, and uh, let's see, um, some highlights to uh, the Robbinsville High School. Uh, we have lots of ways to support uh, and promote uh, a positive positive and safe and inclusive environment for our students. Certainly positive education initiative. Uh, we have counseling lessons for grades 9 and 10 all about you. Be kind to presentation. George Scott um, has been uh, a wonderful uh, resource for us. He has uh, spoken uh, both at the middle school and at the high school and he helps transition kids uh, in, as they are moving from senior year to what's next. Uh, which can be quite a scary time for both students and their parents. Um, And um, we also, you know, pep rallies are a wonderful way the Executive Council um, does a phenomenal job of promoting that school spirit. Uh, At Pond, certainly we do uh, character strong. We also got a Sandy Hook Promise grant, uh, and um, we had some assemblies, uh, and it just talks about start with hello, so just looking people in the eyes and saying hello to them. Uh, in the hallways for students and um, you know I and and I think that's uh, a simple but very important first step Um, we have new counseling groups uh, certainly the student voice group uh, and then uh, we have um, bullying versus conflict classroom uh, counselor and health teacher they work together to talk about the difference Uh, at Sharon School certainly responsive classroom has been a hallmark Um, They um, celebrate Week of Respect. Teachers nominate students that are following the Sharon School Promise. Um, How many of you still remember the Sharon School Promise? If you finished, yes. I mean, I think it's ingrained. I know it. Chu reminds me, I know he does, and then they have counseling themes and groups throughout. Um, So, with the report of the statistics, you will also, you know, just hear some of the ways in which we are trying to uh, provide training uh, and uh, provide a healthy culture for our students and staff. Okay? I think that might be it. Oh, I have the enrollment uh, numbers to take a look at, and now I'm done.
0: (laughs) Um, There's some (coughs) seats over here for anyone who'd like to sit down, there's a few spots. Um, So the interim school business administration report, Mr. Ritter.
16: Paul, can you ask Dave to come in please? Okay, entering through the back door is uh, Dave McNally, Uh, Dave is our uh, auditor.
17: He's going to give a short report on the 2018-19 audit. Catherine, the floor is all yours. Sorry, I'm timing them (laughs) all right. I'll be brief. This is one of my largest audiences. I hope I don't bore everyone too much. (laughs) My name is David I'm the principal with HFA. Uh, We were out in the fall to do the audit. Um, I also met with the Finance Committee in November and went through the report in more detail. Um, I'm going to give a quick overview of the report and then we can take any questions if there are any. There are four parts to this large report. Um, there's an the introductory section with some information about the district. There's a financial section, which is where the auditors really focus. And there's a statistical section that's prepared by management. That's ten years' worth of information various statistics. And then there's a single audit section in the back. Which is another big section of the auditors and a lot of time on. Um, I'm going to skip ahead to the independent uh, auditor's opinion, our auditor's report on page 10. This is our opinion on the financial statements. This basically is probably the most important page in the report. Um, it basically says that we uh, feel the financial statements within are fairly stated and all material respects. It's like getting an A plus and a report card. So it's a, it's a great opinion to get. Um, over on page 14, 14 through 21, is management's discussion analysis. This is a section I think everyone should just read. If you only want to read the small section of this report, it's about seven pages. This would be a quick easy read and it gives a nice overview <coughs> of the operations and the financial uh, results of the district for June 30, 19. Moving through quickly on page 24, starting <coughs> the actual financial statements. 24 and 25, or the statement of net position and the statement of activities. This takes the district's fund-based financials and makes them full cool, Kind of makes them comparative to uh, a business uh, or a corporation. It takes all of your financials and adds your fixed assets. It adds all of your debt, all of your pension information, uh, any leases, uh, and that sort of thing. We spend a lot of time on the statement making sure it's properly reported. Do all the procedures to make sure the items you see there are stated properly. Flipping over to page 28, 28, 29 are governmental the funds. These are the main funds of the district. You have a general fund, special revenue fund, capital projects, debt service. There actually was no activity in capital this year. Um, I'm going to get into the general fund a little bit more in detail on the, on the budgetary comparison schedule in a minute. But these funds you see in front of you assets, liabilities, revenues, and expenditures. Again, we spend a lot of our time during the audit making sure these numbers are properly stated. We do um, tests of the details. We do random sampling. Uh, we do we look at all the large items and that sort of stuff. Uh, over on page 32 is your proprietary funds. You've got a food service fund and an extended daycare program. Both of all these uh, funds you see there are really healthy. Uh, again, all of our audit procedures uh, yielded, yielded no... Um, Exceptions. Pages 36 and 37 are your fiduciary funds that round out the financial statements. You have an unemployment fund, a scholarship fund, <laughs> student student activity fund, and some payroll funds. Again, meet the dollar procedures on all those items, and all of those funds are negotiated. Pages 39 through 75 are the notes to the financial statements. A lot of information in there, I won't go through. Over 40 pages of notes that really explain your financial statements, explain the accounting policies of the district, and um, a lot more detail of all those financials that are in the front. <coughs> um, real quickly on page 78, and that goes through page 88, is your budgetary comparison schedule. This is your uh, the budget you adopt, any modifications to that budget, and then the actual results. Um, the revenues start on that first page I mentioned there, 78. Um, Robinsville did get an additional state aid this year, three and a half million dollars for June thirty nineteen, which is great. Um, we were able to reduce the tax levy a little bit because of that, and then and then obviously you helped support your budgetary needs with the rest. Um, if you flip the page, eighty eight fund balance increased for the year, um, two million eight ninety one, almost two point nine million for the year end June 30, 2019. So it went from $6,444,000 to $9,335,000 at the end of June 30, 2019. Now all of those fund balances, there's various reserves that make that up. Uh, the district currently has a capital reserve. We were able to increase that almost $1.9 million. There's a maintenance reserve uh, that is $1,065,000. That went up about $380,000. We have excess surplus of $959,781. That needs to be used in the 2021 budget. Um, we had excess surplus used in the 1920 budget of $653,000 and another $524,000 for almost $1.2 million. That was used in the 1920 budget. Um, it's some open POs at the end of the year of about $916,000. You were left with your 2% max of 1,114 dollars That's the, the, the most you're allowed to have in that line before it goes into excess surplus or if you put it in a reserve. Um, we, do, we spend a lot of time, again, on that as orders, making sure that that's presented properly um, in accordance with compliance with the state. Um, I'm going to skip all the way back to the single audit section. Uh, we do a single audit on top of our financial statement order. The single audit is triggered because the district spends in excess of $750,000 in federal and state funds. We tested IDEA. We tested transportation aid. And we tested your general state aid Um, we did have one compliance finding um, and that dealt with the the increase in state aid so when you received an increase in state aid you probably had some internal discussions about how to allocate those funds within your budget but it was never memorialized in a resolution um, you know and it kind of made official and unfortunately um, when we do our compliance testing, that's a specific item that the state makes us look for, and it wasn't there. So there is a compliance finding. Um, it won't be a big deal. We'll have a corrective action plan, and we'll move forward. Um, really not a big deal at all. Just kind of a, a state thing that you need to, that we need to look for. Um, other than that, it all went very well. You know, I'd like to thank Mark, um, the business office, for all their help. Um, Everyone was very friendly and helpful. So. Um, any questions
7: from anyone yeah Dave just had a quick question um, FFT committee sent over a um, number of
17: questions yep. regarding the audit yeah could you just explain the uh, status of that yeah so I have them all with me and when they were sent with me I reviewed them all um, we had met in November and I think I got the comments on like December 16th we had filed the audit already but with that said I went through and reviewed all of them and I want to say 95% of those were in those comments were in the statistical items or the management prepared letter and didn't affect the financial so I didn't think it was proper to reissue the audit uh, that would look weird at the state level for something that's not affecting the audit um, but I did offer to make a clean copy if you wanted to correct you know errors or misspellings and, and that is something we can provide um, just to, so you have on file That'd be great. Okay. Thank you. Sure. But none of those items you mentioned you know, change your opinion, affect the financials. So, I don't think you know reissuing at the state level, they're going to question why are we reissuing and I don't think that's worth that trouble. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I, I think it's important to fix it, so thanks for offering.
7: Sure. Some of those things I know that the file you keep, and then they add up next year when we go to do the audit again. You'll have that file, and some of those things will be fixed, so we won't have to readdress them next year. year. So that would be helpful. Thank you.
17: And I appreciate your thorough review. Um, And I think next year, what we should do is get the report to you, and then maybe establish um, a timeline as to when your comments come back, and that way we can correct these before it goes to the state. I think that would be great. Any other questions? All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, thanks for giving us that to the order, sorry thanks so much time for you. you guys. <laughs> thank you very much, thank you.
0: Um, so we need a motion to accept the Comprehensive Annual Financial Report and Corrective Action Plan. So
3: moved.
4: Second.
0: Discussion?
18: Roll calls. I just quick comment. I just wanted to um, thank obviously Mark and whether it was Nick or Beth, obviously everybody had a part we'll in it. Thank case. you, Kathy. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good clean audit, and not everybody has that, so thank you. And also, thank you for Vito, chair of FFT. I know you do your due diligence, you go
0: through this every single word written, so thank you very much for that. And that's us. Yeah, I would like to thank yeah, I, I think yeah. Vito made a great point when he said it's important to fix it because otherwise it's just a cumulative. Amount of errors year over year so it could be like twice the amount next year if we don't get it done so yeah no, that's a, a great point
7: you're welcome and just you know not to, nobody should have any doubt or reservations in terms of the balance sheet and the income statement um as mr mcnally said it was all pretty solid and there was no questions about that all of our questions that we came up with in fft really had to do with some of the enrollment numbers in the mdna some of the stat, statistical data in the back so None of that stuff should affect anybody's vote here today, in my opinion. And once it's fixed and released
0: by Mark, we'll review it since they've spent all the time looking at make sure it is 100% and we'll go on <coughs> there. Um Any other discussion? Roll call, please. Ms. Chachio? Yes. Ms. DeVito? Yes.
10: Ms. Remingholtz?
16: Yes. Mr. Lucio? Yes. Mr. Harman? Yes. Ms. Luciano? Yes. Ms. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young?
14: Yes.
0: Yes. All right. Thank you. Um, we will move into the RHS student government report. Maya Johnson. Hello, Maya. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. a lot of stuff, but it's your turn. So,
19: so in. All right. So I'm going to start with sports. Um, so the hockey team is currently doing really well. They're fourteen and three right now, and t- tonight they played at six against Princeton. So we'll find out how they did it tomorrow. We're winning. So we'll Perfect. <laughs> and then the swimming team, they just had their senior night um, last Thursday where they honor their seniors and thank them for all that they've done to help build the program over the past uh, four, three, two work one years so if they've been a part of the program. And so the girls swimming team is currently four and eight, and the boys are four and seven. And the county tournament comes up next week. So we're all wishing them all the best of luck. And so for basketball, the boys and the girls have a division game tonight versus Ewing. The guys are playing right now. Their game's probably over in a couple of minutes. And the girls played at 5.30. So we'll find out tomorrow how they did. And so the boys are currently doing the extremely well. They're 11-4 and four right now, which makes it one of the best starts they've had, I think, in their, in their program's history, which is really cool to see. And the girls right now are, we don't know the final uh, record of uh, this game, but they're 6-8 and eight right now. And for wrestling, wrestling is currently 6 and 9, and they, all, they hosted Hope Valley here at 6 <coughs> o'clock, so we'll find out how they did as well. And I uh, really wanted to congratulate Julia Stable because she was named uh, one of the top 20 girls soccer players in Central Jersey, which is really cool here. And then for the arts, so the jazz band and the choir, they had their uh, Java Jam earlier this uh, year and um, it was like it was really cool, they always have a nice night of, the music is so, like, like jazz music is just <laughs> such a smooth sound. It's always, <laughs> always good it's always good to hear. And then so, um, rehearsals for the Spring Musical are underway at the high school, and the improv team hosted another cabaret uh, this past Thursday, which are great, because who um, doesn't like a laugh? That's good. And then for the clubs, so on um, January 14th, the Model UN Club uh, hosted their annual Night of Nations, which, uh, their fundraiser, which is uh, really amazing to see because essentially like half the school comes out within the past two hours and just goes and gets to go around and learn about different cultures, and eat really great food, and learn interesting facts that they don't know about, and take like take selfies with all the people at the booth, so it's really cool to see. Um, and then for PEI, so we had our first workshop in 2020, and it was about power poses. So essentially, we just talked about how um, they influence your your thoughts and also your actions was really interesting to hear. I think one of, the, one of the statistics was that if you hold like a certain power pose for two minutes, they've shown that like the person is more confident rather than if like you're slouching, then you're more likely to be closed off, which is actually really interesting to hear. It's like you just like stand, like, I'll manage a new few days right now. <laughs> and it's actually <laughs> interesting. It's actually <laughs> really interesting that, like, yeah, then you can be like chill if you just, like, put your arms back. Yeah. <laughs> Take control of your own. And it's really cool. And then, so a couple of other things. So the high school just hosted a snowball dance this past Saturday, and all the, uh, cl- all the grades were invited, and it was a really cool night. It was really beautiful to see them start setting up, and then when the dance actually happened, it was really nice to see. And then, so uh, we heard from Sam earlier, but it's really cool that Sam's now on the back of all the boxes (laughs) all across the country, which is really amazing to hear. And Virtual Enterprise, uh, they have their classroom, they have their class in here, actually. Um, They recently uh, won first place for presentations and then third place for sales pitch at the New York Metro Business Plan Competition, which is really awesome. And then this past Friday, the Chinese classes in the high school they celebrated the Lunar New Year, which they do pretty much every year. And they have this amazing festival that happens in the commons, and they do all these dances, and they have all this amazing food. And like half the school tries to go, even though like 25% of us speak (laughs) Chinese, it's pretty cool. And then uh, the last thing is that uh, the first semester is coming to an end on this Thursday, and so in the next two uh, days. students will be taking their finals for their semester classes and beginning their second semester on Friday. Yeah. Wow! And I also just wanted to, uh, since all the decisions that came out, I just wanted to congratulate all the students who received um, the acceptance letter um, for early decision and those who are waiting to receive them in March. And It's just like, it's really awesome to see how many people in the high school, um, whether they're going to college next year or they're going to school or they're taking a year off so that then they can um, keep working and eventually go to the school they want to go just to see how driven each student is to find their own path and not allow like what society says or even sometimes what their parents say to dictate what they would like to do in life because they know they ultimately want to be happy well said
0: Pine Road Middle School, and Sharon, Student Council Report, Janes, Cavanaugh,
10: Gia Loretta, Gia Loretta, I hope I'm saying that right. (laughs) <laughs>
0: pretty close, pretty
3: close. Um, yeah. so, love the audience size in order for this performance. Um, so, I'll start with Pond. Um, so, the Student Voice Cabinet and Play Unify is teaming up to teach um, lessons to the fifth and sixth graders about bullying. And they're hosting an anti bullying poster contest, so that's something we look forward to. And then Pond Road is participating for the very first time in the Mercer County Middle School Basketball Tournament and both the girls and the boys seem to be playing. They're going to start off their bracket against Witherspoon. and then um, watch out for February 7th and on February 8th because that is the middle school show of The Little Mermaid. Um, I actually Mm -hmm. do the musical at the high school and we share the same space and all the kids are super excited about Mm -hmm. it and it's really fun to watch all the costumes and set come together so I can't wait for that. And then next week, they're kicking off Kindness Week with themed days, so it's really nice to see that the students are going to be engaged with fun activities like Spirit Weeks so that they can keep the smallest kindness going throughout the school day. And now for Sharon, um, the Student Council is proudly building their second annual soup for the Super Bowl collection, and students will be bringing in canned goods, and they will use them as votes um, for their favorite team, either the 49ers or the Chiefs. And all the candidates will be donated to a local food bank. And it's a fun and easy way to teach the students how to be informed and involved citizens. And then soon they will be collecting pennies and coins for patients. And this is where students in their classrooms will donate change, and this, uh, they'll be donating to the organization Pennies for Patients that supports research in leukemia and other types of blood cancers. And then on February, they'll be having their next Spirit Day, which will be Wine Day, and it's another fun day for the students to kind of shake off the coldness of the winter and wash away the winter doldrums. And um, on February 5th, um, they're going to get the student council members, and they're going to start researching possible organizations um, that they can donate to and start um, like fundraisers for, and they'll get to vote on that. And they're also planning to visit the Rose Hill Assisted Living Center to spread kindness and cheer over the residents that live there. Once again, spreading the lesson that giving the gift of time is very important. And both schools are doing an amazing job, and it's really awesome that I get to report about it. And I want to thank the staff. that keep emailing about the updates because they're very responsive and they respond very quickly, even if it's a little last minute when we ask for updates. So uh, it's really awesome. That was such an amazing. That I can't, yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, James.
0: So, we're going to move into the public comment agenda items only session. Can I have a motion to move into public comment? So moved. Second. All in favor?
15: Aye. Aye. All right. We
0: are in public session. Yeah. Yeah. These are the rules. So, I don't have to read it, but please refer to it here. If I'm
20: in your way, i will be happy to get out here. Yes. Could, could I make a request? I have um, some students here from the middle school, and um, it, it's not necessarily agenda items, but can they present Absolutely. non-agenda Absolutely. items? Absolutely. Um, is that all right? Yes. All right. Um, if I could bring up uh, some, some middle, my middle school students from Band come on up. I'm just going to introduce oh, what they're doing. You okay. Um, come on up. All right. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
20: Yeah. For the record. Dr. Foster and I did not consult beforehand, but it's going to go perfectly with a lot of your presentation about Robbinsville-ready skills and and activating student voices. This is going to be great. Great, thank you. Um, Dear members of the Robbinsville Board of Education, (coughs) teachers are required to do a professional development plan Dr. 2, based off of last year's evaluation, I chose to focus on parts of domain 4D, 4E, and 4F. Just an inside joke. (laughs) Combining uh, my PDP, number three, combining (coughs) Robbinsville readiness skills, and the natural progression of extending my research findings into the classroom, the eighth grade band students are going to make a presentation. Their voices have been activated. Students picked four surrounding districts and their band programs, and they're going to show you what they offer in their middle school band programs. They will then show you what Robbinsville has offered in the past four years in our program. Several students will offer commentary and views uh, as I believe it was Jane Luciano, I believe it was your voice that I heard. Um, I completely agree with Mike's assessment that it's really important to talk to all of your stakeholders. You said this in June at a board meeting. Well, thank you for listening to the most important stakeholders of Robbinsville, our students. Without further ado, here are representatives from the Class of 2024's band program. All up to you guys. Thank you. <clears throat>
2: Our class has been subjected to many schedule changes that put band towards the bottom of important priorities. But band is an extremely important part of our lives and school experience. The disregard is unheard of in band for surrounding middle schools. It is not fair to the band students and any other choir and music students to be shoved to the side in favor of schedule changes and long core classes. As a class, we have researched band programs in schools near us. We now present to you what we found and ask a question if neighboring schools can accomplish so much more with their band programs, why can't we? West Windsor and Plainsboro Middle Schools. They have small group lessons, four four to five small group lessons every day that pull out of core classes, three concert bands and a jazz band, and a separate band room, and and concert rehearsals after school in the weeks before the concert, and there are two to three band teachers per middle school. Their average property tax bill from 2018 is $14,374. In Hamilton Township Middle Schools, there there are three separate bands offered over three different playing playing levels. Two band teachers teach band as a class and they have a separate band room. Small group lessons are offered throughout the school day and there's a jazz band and full ensemble rehearsals during school as concerts approach. Their 2018 average property tax bill was $6,038.
6: My name is Michonne Pinot and I'm part of the 8th grade band class at Pond Room Middle School. Just last February, I moved to Robbinsville from East Windsor. There I attended Melvin H. Krebs Middle School. When I first walked into the band room at Pond, I noticed a big difference than than what I was used to. At Krebs, the grade levels were from 6th through 8th. and each grade, had a different band teacher. Band classes would be split into two groups and each group would meet 2-3 to times a week. With that, every member received practice time during the school day in case they had extracurricular activities after school. Furthermore, students got the attention they needed during additional small group lessons that happened during half a core class. The lessons would be on a rotating basis, and the students could also go to band during the win for extra practice. On the day of a concert, a full band rehearsal took place during the first two periods of school. Not only does Krebs have these extensive features in their band program, but in 2018, East Windsor's average property tax bill was $8,000. This shows that with even less money from taxpayers, they have better resources for their band program. I certainly believe we, have, we can do better with your support. Thank you.
2: In Allentown and Upper Freehold Middle Schools, small group lessons were during school, but jazz band, concert band, and marching band rehearsals were held outside of the school day that caused a 50% reduction in enrollment, which is also what would have happened uh, this summer if a few students, including me, had not uh, presented to the school board about why that shouldn't have happened.
16: Hello, board members. My name is Seamus Vindigan. I'm also part of the eighth grade band. And in the first part of this presentation, we talked about surrounding school districts and what they have to offer with their band programs. And the second part is about our band program and the issues that we believe we have going in specifics. Um, and because throughout the past four years the band students we've had to deal with four different schedule changes and we have not only had to adapt to all these schedule changes but they've also been kind of an issue and <coughs> we've we found it a challenge to operate successfully and as well as maintain <coughs> enrollment and it's just been overall uh, not as streamlined as an experience as we would have expected. and. Yeah.
8: So for the schedule for 2016 to 2017, we had 40-minute band classes every other day. And we had an A-day and B-day schedule. Some classes had 40-plus students and a single teacher to mentor all the students. Every student had a different instrument and different skill levels and different skill sets and different amounts of interest and goals, and not all of them got to explore that. Um, there were no small group lessons and no pull-out lessons, and there were no full band re- rehearsals.
4: For the 2017-2018 schedule, there was an ABCDE schedule where a band class met once per week in the choir band's general music room. An additional band class met during one-eighth of the master schedule. There were 62-minute periods which made it hard for students who were just starting with an instrument to be able to play for an hour. And each student had varied skill levels that were planned to classes of four-year students. Each student had different <coughs> instruments, skill levels, and different amounts of interest and focus. There were no small group lessons and no no full band rehearsals. So 2018 through
8: 2019, we had a band class that met 23 days in a row, 23 days in October and 23 days in April, but the concerts didn't align because they were in January and May. (laughs) Band classes were 52 minutes and Mr. Wilson taught small group lesson pullouts from other classes, specifically our cycle classes. Um, The pullouts were difficult for students to attend with frequency. And Mr. Golding taught the band classes and conducted the concerts. We also got 30-minute win rehearsals for the entire band, the sixth through eighth grade, and we got to meet one to two winds per month to rehearse. By the time we got set up, we had at most 10 minutes to practice, and not all students could attend, and not all students got chairs or stands during the time.
4: For our 2019-2020 schedule that we use now, the summer before 2019, the summer of 2019 band was cut from the school day making band a before school only activity with no band offerings during the regular school day thankfully that was not implemented and currently in use we have 48 minute periods with an a b a b day schedule where band is every other day there are no small group lessons our first rehearsal as a full band is our performance on stage and some band classes have as many as 55 students and others with as little as 11 with some instruments not included in that band As you can see, our
8: band class has made a few few disappointing turns in the past few years. Our band schedule compared to other band schedules has gotten exponentially worse, uh, especially when considering the property tax we're paying versus the other districts. Um, While Hamilton and East Windsor have substantially lower taxes, they, they get far better programs.
5: We believe that the future
10: students deserve a decent band program and schedule for the property taxes we pay. With a new superintendent coming this summer, this will be the perfect opportunity to create a stable schedule and a better program that us 8th grade band students were not able to experience in our time here at Palmer Middle School.
16: The 8th grade band hopes that you'll take this all into consideration so that the future students in the band program, some of which we actually have in the room with us right now, will have a better experience um, in band than we did. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thing and filled us
19: with
5: lots of information, so thank you. Any, next, anybody else? I yes. more? that's okay. fine, thank you. Okay, hi, my name is Amit Chopra. I live in Carson Street, and what else? And I am very passionate about introducing new sports in schools. And first of all, before I start, I just want to give a shout out to band and all the kids, it's exceptional. I came here to make a case or uh, about uh, we're introducing new sports or something. But you guys are rock stars. You gave me so many ideas, and I'm gonna go back and revise my pitch and come back again with all the facts and all the details. So good on them. And that's such a great way. A pipe with, <laughs> with a friend on Facebook, but that's not the way to go it's all about good. it. I, the way to go about it is this way, the way you have done. So. We had coffee at <laughs> <everyone's laughs> <the> first. <whole time. laughs> we hugged at the end of the night. We did, we did. Uh, so, <laughs> why I'm here? I, I, um, <laughs> the re- <coughs> so, uh, the reason I'm here, I uh, I think we're doing great. Uh, congr- kudos to all of you, you've spent great time. But uh, going back to the point I was trying to make, I'm passionate about introducing new sports, uh, Olympic sports, to our kids, um, specifically uh, sports that teach discipline integrity. I know all team sports are exceptional in building teamwork and you know, bringing kids together. But there are sports, for example, like karate, which not only uh, they're, they're now introduced uh, making their debut in 2020 Olympics. So I'm talking about all Olympic sports uh, that everyone can play, not just boys but girls. And uh, they can. These sports tend to stay with them for the entire life. Teach them not only discipline and integrity, but also uh, life-saving skills and, and you know self-defense and other skills. So I'm also passionate about introducing yoga and uh, mindfulness. I know we have Raman who is big on mindfulness, but can we get access to qualified teachers who uh, and coaches who can um, uh, you know who can do, teach the kids. To do this in a right way, rather than maybe uh, you know, a uh, uh, volunteer or teacher who may maybe may with good intentions but may not be the best. Uh, that's one, and and also reduce some of the other sports like volleyball or and badminton where uh, there is some demand for f- that has been demand for uh, for some of these sports. I'd like to help out, I'd like to volunteer. Uh, <coughs> I understand balancing budgets is very difficult. It's always you know. And if there are opportunities where I can volunteer to help out, uh, raise money for some of these sports, I'd be more than happy to help out. So that's my only question. But I'll come back to you with uh, the details like this. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Amit.
14: Thanks, Hi,
21: everybody else. Uh, Leif Breeden to Abington Lane. I'd like to comment on the two lockdowns that we had at the beginning of the school, well not beginning of school year, but the beginning of the year. Um, first, thank God there were false alarms. Second, uh, I'd like to uh, say job well done by the Robinville Police Department and also by the staff and faculty of the two schools involved. Um, Having said that though, um, I think we still have a wrinkle or two that need to be ironed out, and the one main wrinkle, and I saw this when you were standing up, Dr. Foster, you have a whistle, and that's how these things are, at this point in time, triggered, to the best of my knowledge. I don't think moving forward that's how we want to go, because I don't have the actual details on how these things were triggered at the two schools, but I think, I'm making a suggestion that the uh, board revisit uh, walkie-talkies for everyone. I know that this is an expensive option to buy them and maintain them, but I think the best way to get a hold of Officer Vincent, the other SROs, and the Robbinsville Police Department, uh, that would be a good option. Um, As stated prior, in many board meetings by multiple members, the number one priority of the board is the safety of the students and the faculty and staff. Um, I really think this is important, and I don't think triggering it with a whistle is really the direction we want to go in. I mean, I'm not privy to everything that's going on here. If someone could comment, though, after everybody's done talking about this, this would be great. Like I said, thank God this was uh, false alarms. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Anybody else? Sorry, I get Sorry. Um,
22: I just <coughs> wanted to comment on some of the other comments. And, um, thank you. And in terms of, I think that karate was mentioned as well as mindfulness. And not only are these like good things, but they also they protect your brain from the effects of stress. And this has been a major thrust of. The criteria is that it's been shown through MRI imaging and physiological blood sampling that doing mindfulness 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, twice a day, can actually reverse the effects that you see in the brain from another uh, a number of stressful and traumatic encounters, and also can be protective. But also in terms of karate, I absolutely agree. Um, I'm a third-degree black belt. I was a at I ran the club there for several years, and I'd be thrilled to help in any way that you What's would like need? to in terms of organizing. <laughs> Dr. Woodland Wood, um, I think, you know, absolutely in terms of not only physical, but also mindfulness, which is incorporated into it, um, getting out energy and having integrity and being concerned about you know other people around you, uh, it, it's it's a fantastic skill for kids. So. Absolutely agree, and a great idea. And thinking of karate as something new is a little bit funny because it's one of the oldest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I get your point. <laughs> That's it. Thank you.
23: Nushin. 806 Cypress Street. I have a couple of things that I want to talk to you guys about, and I'm hoping that the three minutes is not over, that I will catch it up at the end, I guess. One of the things is about the school culture and the student cultures that you brought up, which is a fantastic uh, thing to focus on. And I really congratulate the board and congratulate the school and congratulate all of your works that are really paying off for the students to be mindful and aware of what's going on. But at the same time, it's not only the students who have to be mindful, it is also the teachers and the parents at the same time. (coughs) And they have to be accountable. And accountability is very important here. And um, the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about, because um, that was Mr. Young up. It was about the community outreach and the suggestion of having the community outreach. We already had one, and it was fantastic, and it was great. But uh, one of the things about the community outreach, which Mr. Chopra brought is uh, the social media and the conversation on social media and going back and forth on social media and come and making comments uh, to residents about social media. So the question comes: out, What is your social media rules for the uh, board members? I really would like you guys to let us know what is your rules so we can follow by your uh, rules. So when we are talking to you on the uh, social media, we know what we cover. And I would like to know about that. And uh, the next thing is Dr. Foster, you had a um, meeting with them about the reporting of the bullying and harassment and intimidating. I do not want to know exactly who (coughs) and uh, what is going on. I do not want any names. But I really would like to know as much as we are celebrating everything that is good here, I'd like to know what is not good here so we can be more aware of it as parents. Because by not not knowing and being surprised, I really don't appreciate it. As a parent, I don't appreciate it. i like to know if there is what is going on around me and around my children. So I really would like to know about that. And I want to, um, the last one I wanted to talk to you guys about was about the finance report and the audit, which thank you, Vito, for checking into that. I appreciate it. And I really would like to know if we can see it too and we can uh, look into it. And when is it going to be the time that you guys are going to start looking into 2020? budget because that's going to be another one and it's going to be uh, the situation that we don't know how much money we are going to be getting from the state again and if the money is not coming what what is our situation? If the money is coming, what is our situation? And if more money is coming, what is going to be our situation? We really do not want to see the nastiness of what happened last year. We really do not want to look into it. So I would appreciate if you guys give us some some sort of a heads up. And I have four more seconds. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: Yes?
2: I have a question. Uh, there was a statement said earlier in the meeting about how there were parent focus groups and teacher focus groups about the well-being of students in mm-hmm. school and how that is being helped. Uh, why aren't there student focus groups? There why were are, students, are okay. students involved in, in how their well-being at school is being changed for the better? How? No, there were student focus groups last year in the Pond?
0: At Pond. Mm-hmm. Every school. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to, I'm sorry. I thank correct.
9: you, thank sorry. you. Yes, please. Rocky Padilla, 55, Sharon Road. I appreciate that the board put out a statement in the beginning of this evening <coughs> where they said they believe Robbinsville is an inclusive and acceptable community for all diverse people who reside here. I appreciate that, but you're still not acknowledging the fact that school board member Craig Halliman made a remark. He used racialized terms to describe people of color who reside in this town. You still have not condemned his use of that word. You have not condemned the use of that word. In addition, you still haven't commented on the fact that he publicly stated he's making a hit list. He has a blacklist of names. On his list are people who not only ran for office, but people who supported those who ran for office against his friends. He's distributed this list of names. He's made it very clear on Facebook that he's doing so. He referred to this group of people who ran for office, including me, the people who supported us, as agitators. What about the safety of our children? Every single person on that list, except one has children in the school system, and I just want to make clear that you all represent those children, but by not condemning his remarks, the racialized term, and this hit list that he's got that he's spreading around town. How are you appropriately serving in your elected positions representing our children when the parents of these children were publicly harassed online, their names are on a hit list, and racial slurs were used against us? And you're still not commenting about that. You're not putting out a statement condemning those remarks. You're allowing him to speak for you. And as I sit here and I watch, I'm seeing that you think that's okay. You've accepted it. You think it's okay for people of color to have racial terms used against them. You think it's okay that there's a hit list. There's a name. There's a blacklist of names that's being distributed around town. But you're okay with that. Meanwhile, our children are being represented by you, and you're not speaking against it. And I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to back down. I understand he's requested police presence and meetings because you're afraid of me, and I'm just exercising my right to democracy by showing up at public meetings, by running for office. You can't silence me when I see something happening that's just not appropriate. And it's outrageous that you all just keep letting it happen. You're not condemning his remarks. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yes, please. Um,
8: so, just adding on to the BAM program, which also also includes program, Um. I love art. I did the logo contest, and it's something that is really important to me. But throughout my middle school years, I've had to choose between art and band, which I find is kind of unfair. At one point, we exercised the idea of maybe an art club, which I don't think really happened. And art isn't offered for students who take band, which I feel like is kind of an unfair choice to make because it's proven that art is a very good way to let students be creative and to give them just the mindset to continue on with the day of school and have good grades and keep up with their work. So, thank you. Thank,
0: thank you very much. much. Yes, please. Carrie Fox, 304 Sharon Road.
11: I kind of want to echo mm-hmm. the World of kids and the kids, and this lovely lady whose name I don't know. I feel like everyone is saying this, and you know it's not budget time yet. We can't do anything about this year when it comes. I think we're doing good on the academics and all of that. Maybe it's time to like start putting more towards the band. Because a lot of the schools they're talking about, they're not even starting middle school. They're starting elementary school. And that affects the entire program going up. Um, there are clubs and different uh, extras as far as high school for yoga, for martial arts. She sages the black up. I'm a 500 hour yoga teacher. I'm also a youth yoga certified, aerial yoga certified, and Vikram yoga certified. You have parents that would volunteer to do any of these things. Um, And as far as board members, um, you know, you guys straddle a line in a very small town. Um, You know, you have your free speech and you're speaking as a parent and you have, you know, we don't speak for the board, the whole thing, and a lot of, and um, I know the comments that Rocky's talking about, and those are not all, you know, the words keep getting a little neater and neater. I never saw the word hit list in those comments. And to me, like, you know, I'm Italian. Like, hitless means
3: something.
10: Mr. <laughs> Lucia, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so,
11: that is not what was said. And I think if you're going to talk about what someone said, actually use the words that we're in the comment. Don't inflate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yes, please.
24: Melissa um, Harris, 57 Main Street. Um, it has to do with Mr. Heilman, but this is coming from me, this is my talking, um, I've been accused of speaking for others a lot of times, so I just want to make sure that this is my words. Um, I have a growing concern about Mr. Heilman. We all say things that we regret. I have said things that are in anger, sadness, and frustration. I look back at things and revenge. I have apologized at times for various things, that once I step back and see what I said, and, um, see that I hurt someone. I don't blame him for being angry and frustrated because I personally didn't care for how he, the Board of Ed, and the church were attacked. I felt the anger for all involved when they were accused of being a racist. It was inferred. Um, I felt anger when his church was being attacked. I am not affiliated with any political or religious groups in town. I have friends from all races, religions, and political beliefs. I have have been linked to political parties in town, which is just not the truth. As a Jew, a religious minority in town, we have been left out of events. My son missed the pep rally because it was the second day of Rosh Hashanah a few years back. We spend the day at synagogue and my kids don't go to school that day. Why on earth would I personally attack any church at all, especially Mr. Heilman? I have witnessed religious discrimination my entire life. I don't judge people or their church, or their churches. Early November, Mr. Heilman took to his personal Facebook page where, yes, freedom of speech comes into play. If he wants to spew hatred and anger, that is his right. I don't have an issue with that. What got me concerned is his use of the culturally unacceptable word, infidel, and the fact that even after several attempts at the December Board of Ed meeting by Board of Ed members to clear it up, he kept insisting that in fact he (coughs) did intend to use the word and was not willing to listen to reason or anything um, and understand why it was offensive. Yet the Board of Ed had said nothing. The Board of Ed slipped it under the rug like nothing is wrong. No apology because it's okay to spew hatred and say whatever's on his mind. And I hate to bring up the past, but why was another Board of Ed member put through public humiliation, newspaper articles, public apology, ethics trainings, because of things that were said in a private chat to one friend, none of which was to a public level of this offense. Had the board member said, speaking for myself and not as a board member, several times in that half year friendship, maybe, maybe that would have made a difference. Many Board of Ed members hid tied behind that ridiculous disclaimer and they think it gives them the right to say publicly whatever they want. Another Board of Ed member was put through turmoil because how it looked to be a PTA president and a Board of Ed member. Why now are we turning our heads on how it looks? Why is this okay when the others were so highly offensive to some of you? I also fear that in the Hager rant, he announced that he blocked a full group of people, the infidels, those people, and if anyone wanted the list of people he blocked, he privately provided the list. This is a huge concern for me. Since I am one of those who he has blocked, am I assume, am I to assume that I have a target on my back and put? Really, okay, I'm trying to Can I just give you the paper? Or can I finish? How long do you have?
16: It's not much longer. You have like three seconds. Because can I just
24: give you this paper then? You can Explain. hand the paper
16: to the. Yeah, you can hand the paper. To okay. All right.
24: Corporate. It pretty much says that I'm on a on a list of I'm assuming that I'm on a list of blocked people that. Are the infidels and those people? i do not have any list in my name or anything like that, but I'm concerned that there is a list that he used the name and he can put people on list, and you or guys just ma- keep looking. Ma- ma- Your public about. comment time is over. Yeah, thank you. I'll hand this in at the end. Yes.
0: thank you. Anybody else, please? Yes, ladies in the back, Johnson.
13: Johnson 15 Annie Lane. I'd like to thank the BOE for all your hard work and the time you spend for our kids. It's a hard job with no benefit, as everybody knows here. But you have chosen this path. I have constantly hoped that our BOE would be involved, wouldn't be involved in the political, local politics. I've always stated that schools are a separate body from the town council. That that's not being the case here. As public elected officials, you need to understand that what you say has a lot of weightage. And you can't stand behind your disclaimers. People trust your words and actions. You shouldn't say anything regarding school policies on social media with a a disclaimer. You just have to stay out of it. That's my opinion. We applaud you when you are doing something right. And we also pinpoint when there are some issues. So should all of you be doing the same thing? Bias, double standards, and intimidation are itself. I have stayed out of all of this for the past few months, intentionally. I wasn't expecting others to stand up and talk. But I came today after a couple of months, and I just had to say this. So that's regarding our you. But thank you all for what you do. But remember, you are accountable apart from the new, it's almost time for a new budget. I hope we keep some additional funding for our counselors. I say this because it's the time of the year for the, uh, I have a junior, and if it's time for this course selection, what I notice is every single year, at this time, the counselor meets the students. Just one time in a year for the course selection. I'm hoping this changes. The counselors get to meet the students more often to help them with a path. I'm a first-time junior parent you know, who studied from in a different country. This education system is all new for me. So I really don't have a background to help my child and I rely on the guidance counselors. So I really expect the guidance counselors to meet the children a little more and give them a path. So that's all for
2: Thank
12: you. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Hi, Michael um, Thody, court. Um mm-hmm. Just wanted to comment for a minute on the homework mm-hmm. policy. I was here in December and mm-hmm. made some mm-hmm. comments, and uh, I saw all the ads today and just on there. And uh, I just wanted to again I thank you guys. Last meeting, thank you for all the time you put into this. I think it's very important. Um, uh a lot of good hard work put into this, and. Um, uh, just a couple things, uh, you know, I'm assuming it's going to pass tonight, uh, it's pretty much in the home stretch. Uh, just, just a couple of things, very minor, um, to look at. Some of the wording under the uh, Sharon 345, as far as describing averages, compared to in the 6-8 to eight, uh, section, the wording is a little different. So, you know, as a policy, writing policy, um, it's involved that stuff at work. Um, the wording is very uh, important. Or as far as staying consistent uh, to set the expectations and then um, in grades 9 through 12 in high school um, nothing was really changed and my personal feeling i don't have a child in the high school yet um, in a couple years um, everything is very loosely uh, described as far as averages right now um, and i think i'm um, anticipating that would be a very important time that they need to uh, Again, not put hard caps on them, but kind of define them a little better as far as uh, limiting homework, um, you know, especially in those times where it's stressful—junior, with, with seniors, local college, things like that. And um, that's comment is under the expectations for administrators. Um, I think this is uh, a great uh, add to the you know, policy. And um, look at number two. It says articulating expectations for staff coordinating assignments. Students. But going a little further, I think we just need to add uh, reinforcing those over, again, uh, kind of like a check and balance for administration, whether, whatever mechanism you, know, you have to kind of check in with the uh, administration and the buildings, building, buildings, just to make sure is everything going planned, is the coordination taking place uh, between the teams on any given period I talked last time that uh, my daughter and a bunch of our friends just Conversation came up how busy they were the with homework, and there's been a, a big difference um, since I said that. And I hope it's not because I said that and something is realized and it is great, whatever. But um, again, this just helps kind of put those checks and balances in, in place. And uh, you know, I think it's right there. And a couple of things and you know, adds some more teeth to it. And uh, I think it's there. So again, you know, thank you for all that. Not into it. And, uh, <coughs> So, excuse me, I'm up. I don't know if there's uh, some time in the future, but short-term, long-term, to review the policy on a yearly basis. Every other year, something like that. But I think that would be important to either add or add some more. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Anybody else? Okay. Motion to close. Public comment? Moved. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. We'll move to committee reports. Um, I don't need to read that right there. Did you pull your face? will come back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you want to... Okay. Okay. So, committee reports, Ms. Lisa Temple will read ed Policy education, development, and policy. Alright,
25: so, um, Ed Policy met on Wednesday, January 8th. I'm at the meeting with Dr. Foster, Dr. Two, uh, Mrs. Foster which is Ms. Sarah Foster. <laughs> um, it's not funny to go over that again. Um, myself, um, Mr. Emma Colt, Mrs. DeVito, and Mr. Coligio. Um, we had no policies um, for first reading. Um, second reading policy um, was the homework policy. Um, a, about three key changes were made um, ahead of, um, or coming out of December's meeting. Um, Thanksgiving was added as an additional break um, where homework, for no homework it was expected to be completed. Um, That was probably the most reasonable, and most easily manageable um, break to add homework in, but that wasn't around current, like, scheduled PD days and things like that. So, um, we added that. Um, Regarding on task time for homework, the phrase over the course of the week was added. um, And to ensure the policy was being followed, an additional section was added regarding expectation for administrators. um, And those were were to review homework to ensure it's meaningful and relevant um, to the course, not busy work articulating expectations to staff to coordinate assignments and avoid unreasonable workloads for students, um, and to respond to parents who have concerns about unreasonable student workloads. Um, the committee um, had a preliminary, or had a um, quickly touched upon the random drug testing policy. Um, we will be discussing that in more detail in the February meeting. Um, In addition, Mrs. Avery will be joining us to um, discuss her thoughts and observances of how the policy is working. Um, We talked about lunch fines um, and then divorced parents. Um, And finally, we talked about attitudes in in reverse. Um, We all know the scoring points for kids came to the school in November-ish. And a kind gesture, um, AIR, actually donated the funds raised back to RHS um, to be, um, for us to use. Um, so guidance has determined that grades K, uh, 7, 8, and 9 will participate in the um, Attitudes in Reverse workshops. Um, this will also include a parents' night presentation, so parents can see the exact presentations their students will receive. Um, there is also a three-question survey that will be administered to students um, regarding mental health, um, and parents will have the opportunity to opt out of that. Um, and this kicks off with um, faculty in, this, in, yeah, this Monday, Monday. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in um, the high school um, and then it kicks off in, with, in Pond in March. And our next meeting is February 11 at 6 o'clock.
0: Great, thank you. Thank
15: you. Any questions? No, I just wanted to say I love the addition of the administrator um, piece to that policy. And, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate
21: it. <laughs> Alright.
0: Personnel, Ms. Jane Luciano?
15: Yes, so personnel met on um, January 21st. In attendance was uh, Mrs. DeVito, Mrs. Siaccio, Mr. Heilman, um, Dr. Foster, and myself. We reviewed the regular personnel agenda, which included um, more substitutes, yay, yay. <laughs> sports and extracurricular coaches, among um, other things. Um, committee also discussed the rationale for adding a behavioral coach, BCBA, to the staff in 2021 and 2020, 2020 and 2021. Based on that recommendation, the committee was supportive of this addition as long as it fit into the budget. Um, our next meeting is February 19th. No, February 18th, I'm sorry.
7: Mm-hmm. And um, that's it. Thank you. Finance, Facilities, and Transportation, Mr. Vito Guugia. Thank you, good evening. Uh, FFT met on January 22nd at 6.30 p.m. In attendance were myself, Scott Weiss, Jane Luciano, Dr. Foster, Rich Young, and Mark Ritter. We just started out by discussing finance and um, the audit, as we all heard from tonight. We discussed the budget calendar, which targets a preliminary budget adoption on March 18th. We also discussed a revenue projection in the budget and a few proposed tax levy scenarios to consider. And those were in relation to the budget priorities that each of the board members uh, submitted. In terms of the facilities, we went over the project list that Brian sent over. Um, Some highlights from that list included the conducted CUSAC walkthroughs, the baseball and softball fields that are being prepped for winter, the gym floor that was resurfaced for basketball season, the dugout that's being repaired and did not have to be torn down after the storm damage, the uh, concrete project at the back of the high school and the front of the high school, and the uh, steps, the concrete steps in the back of Sharon. Um, there was an ESIP update, we were rec- uh, Mark recommended that um, we do not go forward with the ESIP project. Uh, apparently payments will be made to the ESIP provider, which is Honeywell, in the amount of $360,000 per year. That would come out of the operating budget and compete for other spending that we have in the classrooms, presumably, and also there tend to be fees in these programs, so uh, at this time it was recommended not to go forward and to uh, reevaluate. Um, we got a tennis court update and there will be a there was a boring done on January 23rd So that will test the soil and tell us if a, um, a New paving of that tennis court is feasible or not so we'll look forward to those results um, And last there was a transportation update we did get um, word in the report that bus complaints are down And that was good news. We got bid results for an additional run at Pond Road and middle and uh, the high school, and um, that would have a cost to it and would be a consideration that we could discuss further as part of the uh, budget process. So that's timely, and um, that pretty much is it. The next FFT meeting is on February 25th. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. When's the concrete work
25: going
10: to be done? It has. How
7: many
10: boardings the did
7: they do? Um, I don't have an answer to that. can tell you um, In terms of the concrete work, um, what was the answer to that? Okay. concrete work is, is in the
14: 2021 budget. July. Is it a beginning July? Gotcha. Oh, so it starts in July. Yeah.
7: And finishes
10: in March.
14: Can you find out how many boards?
10: Sure. I'm going to ask you just
3: like that.
14: Any
0: other questions? Will we get
14: a a report of these, of the boring results? I'm sure (laughs) this (laughs) month. Boring results. Get it? Which will probably be. Oh, I got it. Which will be boring. Yes. It won't be boring. We would get all of
11: that. Yep. All
0: right. Ad hoc security, Mr.
14: Rich Young. No meeting this month. We meet this coming week or Uh, next? Next next week? week. Next week. And we would like to discuss communications. I know it's come okay. up, so we'll go over our processes and how that works. Yeah. Take it from there. I skipped communications. Oh, did I? Sorry. Yeah. For Chris. Uh, sorry, Chris. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I crossed
18: it off. Uh, community relations. Chris Ebenholz, please. Thank you, Scott. Uh, we are not scheduled to meet in January, but our next meeting is going week be in Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Scott.
0: And negotiations. Yes
11: Also a uh, short report. So we met with the union uh, on January ninth for ground rules, um, signed ground rules, which is good. And we are actually having our first official meeting with the union uh, February third. So, what
0: we're
6: doing? Very good.
0: good? All right. Any other comments? Okay. So can I have a motion to accept the minutes for December seventeenth? 2019 Executive Session, December 17, 2019 Public Session, and January 6, 2020 Public Session. Mm
10: -hmm.
0: Second. Discussion?
15: Yeah, so I had contacted Kathy about something that for me was missing. It was the conversation we had. um, In. um, um, I
1: couldn't remember where it was. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to this. Yes, it was I think before we were talking about it I think it was before the committee commenced. okay or, or during the committee, the committee du- yeah during yeah. the. Committee. so I just yeah. asked
15: that they be amended I asked a specific question I'm getting a ton of questions from uh, it happens to be that my son is in those classes so a lot of I know a lot of the parents mm-hmm. that are in those classes mm-hmm. to be amended I had asked him um, before we voted mm-hmm. that you know that would not affect the engineering classes, would not affect our ability to have a, for the kids to get credit, college credits, and so you. I just wanted on the record that you said yes, mm-hmm. and
0: confirming it with Lori about how we you
1: know how correct. Yep, yeah, sounds good. Okay, Yeah, we can do that. Anything else? So are we approving no. as as amended? Uh. Oh. It was public. Just table it. Please.
15: Table it, maybe, and we can. Why don't we revise,
0: and then you can move on it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Great. So, okay. So, table, yeah. just your public. Yeah, so it, we need to amend this now, right? So or
15: just say table. we're going to
1: table the December 17th public, December. public session, so in, and so
17: you can.
0: So, you need a motion to table. Yeah, that's I mean. Motion to table December 17th, 2019 public session. So
17: moved.
0: All, move. All in favor? All right. Aye. All right. Okay, so um, do I, need, I don't know, need any Just roll call, just no, roll call for December 17th, exact session, and January 6th, public session.
16: Ms. Chachia? Yes. Mr. Vito? Yes. Mr. Lee Holtz? Yes. Mr. Gluccio? Yes. Mr. Armand? Yes. Mr. Luciano? Yes. Mr. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? Yes. Okay, uh, Mr. Vice? Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, um, personnel. Can I have a motion to approve personnel A1? Hold on, you no. forgot the yeah.
1: public
0: hearing. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Public hearing administrator contract. Oh, Kim, two assistant.
1: Right. Sorry. No, that's okay. So, any time a contract is amended for a superintendent, an assistant superintendent, or a BA, uh, we have to hold a public hearing before the vote is taken. So this is an opportunity to open up to the public to make a comment. Uh, And the changes are right underneath.
21: Anybody?
23: Give her more money. (laughs) (laughs) She does a lot. Thank
0: you. Anybody else? Okay. Can I have, excuse me, a motion to approve person? Do so I need a separate motion for that? We should separate them. Yeah, we should separate that. Okay, so a motion to approve that? motion to separate it, right? okay. A, um, okay, so what I would do is a motion through. to
10: approve A, 1
6: through 9, and 11, and 12. Okay, a motion 1 through
0: right. 9, 11, and 12. Okay, a motion to approve A, 1 through 9, 11, and 12. So moved. In the personnel. Second. Discussion? Roll call. Mr. Taccio? Yes. Mr. DeVito?
16: Yes. Mr. Renichols? Yes. Mr. Bourgetio? Yes. Mr. Heilman? Yes. Mr. Luciano? Yes. Mr. Stemple? Yes. Mr. Young?
0: Yes. Mr. Weiss? Yes. Now you need an A10. I got it. Okay. Motion to approve personnel A10.
10: So
0: Discussion? Roll call.
15: Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, A
15: ten. I just want to understand, it says retroactive. Oh. Yeah, so that her salary is 145. From the beginning of the contract
1: or from January? So it's from, so her, so her base salary and the pension is 145. From the beginning so of the contract. Yeah, it has to be because of the pension. Okay, okay, I just wanted to understand. Yeah. That.
15: Thank you.
0: Anything else? Roll call. Ms. Chachio? Yes. Ms. DeVito?
16: Yes. Mr. Rene Yes. Ms. Luc- Mr. Gluccio? Abstain. I'm sorry? Abstain. Thank you. Mr. Harmon? Abstain. Uh, Ms. Luciano? Yes. Mrs. Temple? Yes. Mr. Young? I'm uh, sorry? They have to accuse themselves. Thank Correct. Mr.
14: So with you abstain or recuse? No, do you abstain, still right? have, so to have to, abstain. to abstain? Oh,
1: okay, okay, just checking.
14: So we're conflicted, so we
16: abstain. Okay. I abstain. Can't speak okay. for Scott. Mr. Vice. Abstain. You know what, Scott? Yeah. we forgot to approve the administrative so we terms. Oh, we'll go. With, so let's do that right I
25: now.
0: I
15: think we
0: said 11 and 12. Oh. We did. It's this label on the top. Yeah, that's why
15: the top is um, Okay.
0: So, a motion to approve personnel A13. So
10: moved. Second.
0: Discussion?
16: Roll call. Ms. Chachio? Yes. Mr. DeVito? Yes. Mr. Emigold? Yes. Mr. Lucia? Yes. Mr. Heilman? Yes. Mr. Chano? Yes. Mr. Temple? Yes.
0: Mr. Young? Yes. Mr. Vice? Yes. All right. Ed development and policy. Can I have a motion to approve B1 through H2? Some, some discussion. discussion? Roll call. Mr. Chartier. Yes. Watch oh. one
6: second.
18: Oh, just got the yeah. answer. No, I, I just wanted to say thank you to the uh, a policy committee. I know all the work was done before I joined no, it. You're you're so no, 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 so Lisa and
11: everybody
0: that
18: was on the committee, and I also want to thank Vito. I think Vito's um, concerns that were raised and voiced last month about the homework policy. I think we have a much better policy today because of that. So thank you Vito. Um, thank you Lisa for the good job you did. I think it was a, a good product of everybody around. So thank
7: you. Thank you. Yeah, this is, uh... Appropriate time to comment on that, or should we wait until some other time? Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of weigh in on that because that took up a lot of discussion during the last meeting. Again, thank you everybody for um, considering um, some of the you know, comments and information and questions that came up. Um, I think it was a healthy um, discussion, and I can personally you know, attest that it was a, uh, a helpful conversation. And I think, you know, personally speaking, I can I can support the policy. It's much better. Um, in terms of addressing uh, socio-emotional needs of, the, of, of mm-hmm. our students, and that really was where my concerns were coming from, was to um, just just ensure that there were protections in place um, so that um, the homework did not get out of hand in any one night. And I think, you know, by putting a weekly cap, um, that just that that little bit of language goes a long way in terms of um, not having homework that comes. And, and we all know that it happens. Uh, not, not, not that it's the fault of anybody, but homework tends to be lumpy. Sometimes there's a lot of homework in one or two nights, and then sometimes there's not a lot of homework. So that's the reality, and that's fine, but I think this goes a long way towards just kind of managing some of that and putting in some protections in place. I mean, I just, you know, I had a number of conversations with a number of you in, in committee, and I just kept thinking, like, you know, does the research show that a lot of homework helps students with academic achievement? And the ca- answers I kept coming across were no and um, so I think that was acknowledged and um, you know I mean I think you just kind of step back and say what job are we preparing what world are we preparing our students for where they would have to work all day long um, in a nine hour day or eight or nine hour day and then go home and do five hours of work again. I mean the only job I could think of was maybe like a Foxconn factory or something like that so I don't really think that that's really the direction that and the intention of what we would allow but um, and that's certainly not the intention of any any school district, probably. But I think that this at least puts some t- sort of soft um, I don't want to use the word cap, but limitation on how much homework can be given in any one night, and that makes me feel as if you know, although it didn't go as as far as I would have liked it to have gone, um, it's certainly in a better place than it was originally. So, thank you. Thanks, Beena.
0: We need to make an amendment, so I need a motion to amend the January twenty eighth report. Oh, I just want to make
7: one uh, comment. Oh, We have uh, to. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I just want to make a comment on uh, B two. It says attachments six and seven, but is that supposed to be seven and eight? Because when I downloaded attachment eight from the internet, it was the policy. It was the black line version. Okay. So just.
16: I'm not sure if that changed anything. Okay, thank you. I'm yeah. not sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll it. Yeah, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll fix it. Okay. okay, so we'll call. We'll All So, uh, we'll call. Ms. Caccio? Yes. Mrs. DeVito? Yeah. Mr. Yes. yes. Mr. Emily Holtz? Yes. Mr. Um, Lucio? Yes. Stain V1 and yes, okay, everything yes. else. Sutana. Yes. Sample. Yes. Young.
14: Yes. So I'm not hearing you. I'm sorry. You're saying it. Yes. Because you he's delaying. I, love, I love you you like. I like to be dramatic. No, he likes to be dramatic. <laughs> no. I didn't see me at the
0: bingo game the other night. It's 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 dramatic voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Motion to approve C1 through to C3, finance, facilities, and transportation.
10: So moved. Uh, Second.
0: Discussion?
18: Done. Roll call. How yeah, Okay, Chris. Thanks. I did have one question. I wanted to ask the transfer of $5,000 from nurse purchase services to guidance that work for the random drug testing counseling. Mm-hmm. Is that as somebody who was not on the board when that went through is that something we envisioned happening is that something that we prepared for that's going to require more money than we first planned for um we
1: we weren't really sure but yes it it, it's that we really want additional counseling services to support
15: and is this
18: extra extra resources for So for, for programs and services that we know we need to do in the backlog, or is this extra money knowing that that $5,000 should get us through the rest of the school year um, and not
17: have to come back to us? I think,
18: so. think
1: you talking, talking about the random practices. No, there's a, there's a transfer. Yeah, you're talking about the guidance extra work, right? Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a transfer the, of $5,000 to I we want to provide speak to house. it Because it, it actually was budgeted, just in different lines. There, there was all the money
11: for oh. random drug testing was allocated into the one line, which was under nurses' purchase services.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, knowing me, that we were, going to, we're going, going to
11: probably question. need other things, we just were to sure what other supplemental services that we were going to need. Um, once um, we realized that one of the important pieces was to have extra counseling and extra time for our SAC. To meet with students and parents outside the school day, um, we needed to transfer 5000 of the allocated money to the guidance line. To cover her hourly rate to be able to meet with families and um, students outside of school mm-hmm. So the money was allocated. Okay. We just had to move it to another line to be able to pay an employee. Okay, well,
7: thank you. Thank you I right. appreciate that clarification. Thank Thanks. And, and Kathy, on that, do we have enough guidance counselors for that?
1: that's a loaded question isn't it um
7: Good I, one.
1: yeah it's a great it's a great question i think you know one of the things okay. that we're going to do is we are going to evaluate all our services at the end of the year to see where we are um we're going to start to anticipate it now as we prepare for the next budget you know the budget cycle but yes we will we will definitely look into that um we're thrilled to have added some additional counselors we know that you know mental health is, is a growing need for our for our, for our
6: students. Mm-hmm. And just one comment. Just
11: um, wanted to just point out the anonymous donation we received for yes. 6,500. I just thought that was really great, especially because it was anonymous. The person didn't even want credit. Just wanted to do something really great for the school. So I just thought that was great.
10: That donation has been coming for years. Every year. Yes, and we appreciate it
18: every single year. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, one more question on the rejected labor bids. So, is that more informational? So, we're gathering data so that going into this next budget, we can know what it would take to afford that? Anything else?
7: Welcome. Mr. Chacio. Yes. Mr. DeVito. Yes. Mr. Emiho. Yes. Mr. Belluccio. Uh, yes, abstain from C2A. Sorry, 2A? C2A. C2A. Mr. Harman. Yes. Which item? Yes. Temple, Mrs. Temple. Um, yes, abstain
16: from 2A, please. Abstain from 3? 2A, please. Mr. Young. Yes,
14: but no, to one A.
16: No to one e. Mr. Rice. Yes.
14: Yeah.
12: Having seconded
0: it. Okay. Can I have a motion to go into public session? Sure. So moved. Oh, second. Second. Twenty <laughs> over. You know. were the favor. side mark. All in favor. Hi. We are now in public comment. Agenda and non-agenda items. Anybody, please? Uh, last month... Nushima name and... Is, name oh, Alyssa, but
24: we saw ministry um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> and I'll keep it much shorter.
16: Um, <laughs> last month, the random drug testing had come up, and we were told that we get a report. this was it this month that
24: we get it? I'm just wondering if we have any...
1: Data at all from okay. it? We do have some statistics. I, I can just say that, but I think we were going to wait till the committee discussed the full policy so we could do a fuller report. So I, I'm sorry, I didn't need to take your time. That was it. Yeah. Can I borrow from? You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anybody else?
23: Yes, I should. Okay. Um, I was just going to because she just me it, I was going to ask you on. Um, I know that uh, you guys write about everything that we ask you questions, and I know Dr. Foster writes. So um, I would like to know when will I get my answers? Because it seems like every month I come, every month I ask questions, and every month I am waiting for an answer. Not that I'm trying to criticize you, Dr. Foster, but some of these questions are not for Dr. Foster to answer, and she has to she has to I think talk to the rest of you to get the answers. So that was my question. Um, when will I get my answers? Because I know a lot of people leave the school board meetings frustrated because we do not get answers. I would appreciate some kind of an emotion, some kind of an act, answer. Talk to your lawyer and give us back something because every month we are going to come and we're going to ask the same question. Honestly, if you guys want that, and then you give me three minutes to ask the same questions from other months and add what I have right now. That is not fair. That's number one. And number two is um, I wanted to know that uh, I know you guys have the Ethic Committee and I know you guys have the rules that you uh, sign every time you get sworn in and all that and every um, week you have it with you when you're sitting. I wanted to know that how you guys are being accountable for your actions because um, You guys evaluate yourselves, because I have been sitting in the meetings that you guys go through the evaluation of the board. So if you guys are evaluating yourselves, how are you fair to the evaluation? You guys evaluate Dr. Foster and Dr. Chu, you guys (coughs) are in in for the teachers. Who evaluates you? Who gives you yes, no, bad, good, 100%, 0%? I would like to know who evaluates you, because the day that you guys are being evaluated, I really don't appreciate it as a resident.
14: Voter's machine evaluate the
23: board. every okay, so that's the only thing? That's the borders. So Primarily. so it means that each and every one of you every three years gets evaluated, right? So that's your answer for me? Thank you.
10: So
23: I yeah. no I least I got an answer. Thank you. And then um that's it. I think uh, I just wanted to know that um, when mm-hmm. the, how many more how many more residents has to have to come in and ask the same questions over and over and over and again, and no answers. How many residents? You tell me you need 10 residents, so at least we bring 10 residents. You say you want five, we bring five. You want papers to be signed, bring the papers so we can sign. Please give us some answers. We have a lot of questions. And I'm talking to you, uh, Mr. Weiss, because you are the president this year, you are the one who are setting the rules for the rest of them. You are the one who are supposed to have the conversation with us. So I'm asking you, this is your board. You are the president. I would like to see how you rule it. Please rule it. And I would like to know. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Anybody else? Any other comments? Questions? Yes, please. I
23: shouldn't
22: start my time. But uh, in terms of agenda and non-agenda items, oh, I'm Just name, it- please. Sorry, I have to me. Dr. William Wood, um, on agenda and non-agenda items, um, someone had spoken about random drug testing. Is it is okay to comment on random drug testing? Yes, yes. 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 Um, I just wanted to, while you're revisiting your policy and looking at your data, that to remind you that um, not only has government agencies, the world leading um, pediatric uh, doctors and physicians, rejected random drug testing based on the fact that there's actually no evidence that it works, but it's also been scientifically proven to cause drug use in kids. It raises their risk of drug use. There's been comprehensive government studies that spent millions of dollars. There's no way you could possibly do this kind of comprehensive research Um, looking at up to 30 different schools where they were randomly assigned as random drug testing and non-random drug testing and they looked and they found that it increased the risk of students to use drugs in schools that had random drug testing versus schools that did not that it impacted their it decreased their image of the school it so it's degrading the connection to the school it also made them think less about themselves, I'm like give you the, I've actually already given you a long time ago um, all of these uh, references, how they see themselves and their own ability. So basically, the, some the few things that have been shown to decrease specifically the issue at hand, which is vaping and marijuana use, are school connectedness. And, uh, and these things are impacted by your penalties. So social isolation as a penalty, social isolation is deathly. So basically you've taken a random selection of people and you've made them so much more um, vulnerable to drug use through this program. So 50% of the chance that a child will do drugs is decreased by having them involved in social programs. It is the best thing you can possibly do with kids is to have them involved in their school. So having a penalty be social isolation is just incredibly detrimental, and that's why the AAP has rejected um, random drug testing. Also the entire Uf- uh, European Monitoring Center for Drugs and Drug Addiction, which is basically the night of the entire European Union, has evaluated all of this literature like I did and also came to the same conclusion, which is there is no data that it works. The laws that you're basing it on were based on preliminary data in 2002, which was five years before the comprehensive study was done. So. Just please take into account you're asking kids to be aware of evidence-based solutions. please include the evidence in your evaluation of those programs and data.
0: Thank you. Any to anybody else? Is okay. yes, that that motion to close public comment? Some second all in favor. Uh, Aye. 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 Old business. Aye. Nothing? Any new business? I
15: got um
21: yes.
25: I um you know what I would like, you know, hopefully uh-huh. think that maybe we can take a look at again. The band schedule for for pond. Um, I know it's been a thorn in everyone's everyone's side. Um, you know, personally speaking, like my my child doesn't do it anymore because she had to choose between um, art or the clarinet. She was never going to be a great clarinetist. tur It was. But I mean, but 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 she had to make the make the choice. So to hear that these kids are having to make a choice, you know, it does um, it does resonate with me a lot. So I mean, I with love to see a world where a kid can take art and take bands and not have to miss win. I, I know there's only so many hours in, in the schedule that we could play with it or can be played with it. If there's anything I think that, again, you know, take a look at I think is, is really valuable.
13: Especially, especially if you
25: think about it, right? It, it, that's feeding our high school. And look at our high school band. So if we're losing kids, we're going to lose our high school band. And I don't think anyone wants to see that.
0: Those kids did a great job too. Josh. That was They oh, really yeah. mm-hmm. um, sent
15: the yeah. message. Um, so, I was just gonna say, I just wanted to ask Dr. Foster a question. I mm-hmm. guess it was old business. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. One of go uh, ahead. the things okay. that got raised was yoga and mindfulness, mm-hmm. and I know that we do have. I thought we had a club. Okay.
1: We we did we do at Pond. Okay. Um, not advisable. Not. I don't think we have it, but we do have Mind Your Mind. Which is a new club. I thought it was on okay. this agenda. Yeah, um, I thought so too. Um, and the mind friend. your mind is mindfulness. Okay. So that. So some of it is coming so in some through. Some it is
11: coming through clubs. And there's okay. also some. Yes. Oh, well, there's yoga in my in the preschool curriculum. Right. So my son gets uh, yoga. Mm-hmm. His son, his teacher is also a certified yoga. Teacher.
10: <laughs> 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 I that,
18: Chris, yeah. Yeah. I, I think echoing even Jane and Lisa. I think opportunities for all is a big deal um, and every student needs to be reached where, where they are and not everybody is as athletically or as musically, artistically and academically inclined but they all have their special talent and so I think as we're getting into budget time if we can do more to figure out what those special talents are and offer I, I think a, a plan to enrich those opportunities we offer and I know off the top of my head, I, I am the least artistically, musically inclined ever to say my kids don't care about it. But I think it's hugely powerful as an educator. And that's a unique, different segment of the population that needs that outlet and, and gets that. gets that. But we don't offer strings and, and orchestra in Robbinsville at all. And so hearing about the limitations of the band, they're all very, very real, but we don't do that. Having people choose between um, different types of art when. They're artistically inclined they should get a chance to do it all and figure out what they love what they don't love and, and get to that in high school and, and college so i i would love to if the district can um, dr two dr foster start to think about the, the costs of slowly integrating that in and is it prohibitive to do everything we want yeah i'm sure it is but is it is it possible that we can start incrementally adding to the offerings and i also notice as we approve all the things that we should be approving they're fantastic. But you see the great opportunities they get with robotics and Model UN and the trips they're going on. It, it big expense for the district, but it's a great expense. We should be doing that. But do kids even know about all the opportunities that are out there? Are kids that are maybe not inclined to do robotics or not inclined to do Model UN, do they know the great opportunities and the benefits that are in those programs? And are all the different kinds of students? That's why I very much look forward to Dr. Tu's presentation next month about what students are in the extracurricular what students are in the yeah. athletics and yeah. and even are there certain students being left out of yeah. extracurriculars and and maybe the extracurriculars that we invest in as a board and see all the merits but maybe there's a small population that's using the ones that cost a lot of money and so can we when we do that audit to figure out what and maybe it's cheap to add the olympic sports as we heard about tonight maybe it's really expensive you know i don't i don't know that and i don't know if any of us know all the answers to that but we can get more data on the cost and the incremental costs and the the full boat costs of of kind of some of those out some of those like low hanging fruit of adding to our offerings that have more opportunities for all. Thank you. Okay,
0: thanks. Chair?
10: The high school has club day where all the clubs set up so the kids are 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 aware. It's like a fair. It's like a fair. They all come down, they all go around and figure it out. And I think we do have a means for kids to come and start something new because they've done it over the past many years. They go to the principal and they find an advisor and they start up. And we were fortunate last year's budget, where we were able to finally pay, I don't know how many teachers, volunteer since 2009 for nothing so we were able to catch them up and pay them for you know doing clubs so i think there's an opportunity this year for sure the high school and they you might not know they started it at clubs at the middle school this year they started clubs at Sharon this year you know you are crawling or she had to crawl before you walk
18: but even that because there's a big part of every agenda Mm in terms of the what the coaches are getting paid how many assistant coaches and and just do we do we know where we're investing the full cost of different offerings that we have and and are the investments proper i think i think in many cases they are but but are there things we how much would it cost to
14: start expanding
0: um mm-hmm.
10: great
14: no, good thank you yes, i did uh you, chris at the last uh finance committee we did bring up the idea of one of we all presented our priorities of what we like to see in the coming budget and among mine were looking at a few additional opportunities including potentially karate um, maybe badminton, maybe a a high school volleyball team we have looked at volleyball in the past it was about forty thousand dollars to create a team but you know these are also opportunities that could potentially bridge um, some cultural divides in town because these are activities that would be uh, enticing to a a diverse group of kids potentially from all, all areas so that's Yet another reason to do it. So obviously, there's going to be a bunch of give and take, right? As we all, you know, craft mm-hmm. a budget and you know we present a number that we'd like to end it. But I think it's worth certainly worth exploring. Do they
10: have a
14: volleyball team? Other schools have a volleyball team. Okay.
6: Yeah. Yes.
10: Other schools. Notre
14: Dame has a volleyball team. So it may, you know, I, right. again, you have to do research and see where it stands. Right. Yes, mister. It seems like we're commenting on the same
7: discussions that came up. So they were. Uh, They were well-timed, and um, I agree with uh, all the comments Chris's and Lisa's um, and others, Carrie's, um, regarding that topic as well. Um, I just wanted to kind of, um, well first to say that that was a great presentation that the band students made, made, Mm -hmm. um, and um, I support music as well, and I think we should support the program. Um, I realize it's a a budgeting and scheduling thing and so decisions are not easy and there's not always um, an answer that makes everybody happy, but I also want to remind everybody that um, we increased our expenditures per student more over the last two years than we ever had over the history of the board, so I don't want it to be conflated with budget issues, budget cuts, because that's not what has happened. The cuts that we talked about during the budget process. Are not really cuts; they're really reduction of growth. So instead of growing expenditures as much as we really wanted in the preliminary discussions, we have to cut from that. But that doesn't mean we're cutting expenditures. We are growing the budget, growing the expenditures on the students more than ever before. So I mean, I'm I'm I don't know I don't want to speak for anybody on the board, but I'm certainly supportive of the arts and music, and I don't think those should be cut. If they are cut, I don't think they should be cut for budget reasons because we got a large amount of money from the state. Um, You know, I thought the presentation was great. If there was one thing I would, I wish I could have consulted with uh, the young ladies in general and and, and, and men because I would have um, helped them with the property tax analysis. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, but I would have just said, you know, if you, Show the tax yes. rate. Our tax rate is higher than all those districts. Not middle of the road, except for East Windsor. But they did a great job. It was a, it was a great start, um, <laughs> yeah. and it, was, it really got here. us You're thinking.
6: Totally, totally know that, that as be a club. <laughs> <laughs> again, yes. Yes. yes, and again, right. yes. yeah. And that, and that
7: also goes with um, you know, um, Amit Chopra's comments too about um, evaluating sports and clubs. And I think I think that's a really healthy to have a conversation to have on an ongoing basis, and um, you know, again. All this should be things that we're talking about and thinking about during the budget process and um, so thanks everybody for sending over your budget priorities I think that's a good start everyone seemed to have a lot of great ideas a lot of us were on the same page about some things and then some of us had ideas that um, were sort of unique but I think that the budget process gives an opportunity to kind of talk about all these things and prioritize right
14: Thanks, Peter. Rich. One more thing, I just want to take another moment to congratulate or thank Officer Vincent and our other SROs in our school because I am eternally grateful that uh, that we have their presence here. I think they make a true difference day in and day out, in helping to ensure the safety of our students. And beyond that, I want to thank him because I just I, I don't see it. Well, somebody showed me a video that my daughter did with Officer Vincent in a little musical that had more than 60,000 views. 67,000 likes
12: over so 300,000 views and we're going to go up. All
14: right, <laughs> So it's not as much as the, she went one about two weeks ago with 1.2 million views. So 67,000 is pretty impressive, I'm but. To be way I'm to i won't I will <laughs> sh- I'll share the video, but this guy can dance. Right <laughs> on.
15: Yeah,
14: let's see
15: it.
11: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I echo you, Rich. We have the best sorrows. Amen. I agree. No questions, yeah. And they hands hands down. Them. So thank you, thank you. Anybody else? I guess a motion to adjourn. So moved. All, so moved. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Thank you. Good job, Scott. Very good job. Um, um,